welcome to Ramble On. Once again, we're here for you, our favourite favourite listeners, the members of our OnlyFans. Uh, thanks for joining us um, <laughs> on Ramble On. I am joined uh, by Luke Moore and, um, you know, you, you've probably listened to Ramble On before. You've probably heard that we've been talking about our dream football-related dinner parties and uh, today is no li- no different. So Luke is going to take us through three guests uh, that he would like to have in his abode or a venue of his choice. Uh, he's he's going to take us through uh, the makeup of that night, what he's going to cook and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So how, how are you feeling um, ahead of the party? Luke, it's always a, oh, a bit of a nervous thing, isn't it, hosting a, hosting something? Well, you've not put me at ease by, first of all, using both my names, in case the Patriots don't know who I am, uh, which, <laughs> which has undermined me, and also telling me that we're on OnlyFans. So I've now taken all my clothes off, and uh, it's getting a little bit uh, little bit more nerve-wracking than it was. I think, I think, to answer your question properly, I think that on the afternoon of this dinner party, when I'm doing my prep, I think I am nervous. I do have a little mm. bit of a, a free sign of excitement sometimes when um, when we're having a couple of people over for dinner, when, you, when you're back in the day when you could do that kind of thing. Um, and I do really enjoy being in the kitchen. I'm not particularly that good at it. Uh, but I feel like, and actually it was my wife who said this to me, and, it, and you, you think, oh yeah, but it's just your wife being nice. You don't know my wife. Uh, <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she did actually say to me, oh, look, you, you've actually got a bit of a natural flair for cooking. I think you could be quite good at it if you really learned it properly. So I, I, do, I do kind of in, I do enjoy being in the kitchen. So to put you in the scene, I've decided that I'm going to be in a nondescript, nice, big house that I'm hoping, if my life goes well, I'll own in the future with yeah. quite a big kitchen with an island in the kitchen Oh, an island is key. If you're fantasizing a kitchen, put an island in. Yeah, definitely. And then it's like an open plan dining room, but it's it's nice and it's big. And so what I'm trying to get at is the kitchen, the island, the dining room, the atmosphere and everything. It's all in one kind of room, right? So it's I'm I'm in the kitchen. I'm probably chopping something. I'm quite nervous, but I'm having a I'm having an all right time. I've probably got a glass of wine on the go. I'm listening to some music and the guests are about a few hours away from from turning up. Right. So you so just want to focus in on that. Does that mean you're what gonna be say, drinking John, for, for hours before? Or right, so you're battered. <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be actually. I'm you know I'm quite a sensible drinker, so I wouldn't be. So could, yeah. sorry, carry on. I just shouldn't have interrupted. No, that's fine. Um so all right, with that in mind, I think I think a glass of wine while you're cooking something yeah. on, on something that's going to be quite that's going to require a lot of focus is 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 reasonable in that situation. Yeah. He says, uh, justifying daytime drinking in the future um, yeah. to himself. So yeah. um, you've got three guests. Yeah, let's hear who you got coming first, and, and you know, well, yeah, hit me, hit me with it. Who you got first? Okay. So I think you probably understand why I need a bit of lubrication for this because when you hear who the guests are, so. My first guest is uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. Big. Yeah. And and the reasons for that, I, I mean, most of them are probably quite obvious. But um, I, I actually think that for me, it's obviously only my personal opinion, but Sir Alex Ferguson is the most important and best club manager of my lifetime. I would, mm. I would you know, back in my earlier, younger, more, carefree days would probably say he's the best club manager of all time but I think you do have to limit that kind of stuff to the things you've actually experienced and so for me he's the best club manager I've ever seen the most important figure in terms of the pure football figure that that, um that's had the the biggest influence on me as a football fan which I know is a strange thing to say because I'm not a Manchester United fan but I think Jim you'll understand when 
maybe some of the people listening to this are a bit too young to remember, but the dominance of, of Alex Ferguson and his Man United team in the 90s and beyond was was huge and it was impossible yeah. to get away from it. And if you're a Portsmouth fan that doesn't really register on the footballing Richter scale very often, it's kind of a, it was kind of a touch point for me. So I also think he'd be genuinely very good company. I think he'd have amazing stories. Um, he would introduce me to some nice wine. I like drinking wine, but I don't know much about it. So I think he'd bring a bottle or two of good quality wine, which he's known for. And I also mm. think he'd be pretty polite company. And because he's, I, I, I find now that I really enjoy spending time in the company of people who are quite a lot older. I find them right. more interesting. Uh, I've got a, a decent interest in history and all that type of stuff. So I just think for me, he ticks all the boxes for a good, a bloody good, a bloody good afternoon and evening. So my first guest is Sir Alex Ferguson. That's great because I mean he is. You don't have to do too much of a deep dive on Alex Ferguson to realise how kind of interesting he is outside of football as well. He's uh, yeah. isn't he like obsessed with JFK? I think he might be. Yeah, he's just like just really, really into the ins and outs of the guy's life and the assassination as well and all of those different <laughs> things. And he, well, you can he only is go one of those. Far- Jim, listen, I'm speaking to somebody who's written essays on JFK. You can only go a certain you can only go a certain distance down that road of the JFK assassination. Or or <laughs> uh, because otherwise, if you go too far, you go through the looking glass, you are you become one of them. You know? Yeah. In the indeed. words of Limmy. Yeah, quite. Yeah. I mean, some of my mates on the message boards would disagree with that sort of talk. <laughs> but um They're not your mates. <laughs> yeah. But I mean he is uh He's a very sort of interesting and cultured man that's done a lot of different things. He used to run a pub, didn't he, famously? And he says that yeah. he actually he figured out man management from from just like like knowing who to accept tabs from and things like that and just understanding oh, and I think drinking that's, culture. Way, that, that sounds frivolous, right? And I, I, I totally understand what you brought up. And it's, it's a re- I, but I think that's a really interesting point because there's a few questions I'd like to ask for Alex folks. If anyone ever asked me when I was doing more of the Ramble Meets episodes, people ask me, who would you most like to interview? I always, always always say, Sir Alex folks, and I knew we'd never been able to interview him, but I'd always, yeah, you know, deeply hope that I could, because there's one thing I'd, I mean, I'll come on to your point about the human side of, of things in a minute with the, with the pub. But the first thing I'd ask him is like, because he's got such a depth of football knowledge and experience, which is fascinating to me. I'd love to see, or have explained to me when he's looking at a player with potential or a player's performance, what he's seeing that I'm not seeing, because it's going to be millions and millions of things that he's seeing that I will never understand or even think of. And I'd quite like to know what those things are. And it's Mm. never fully explained. You know what I mean? If you're just a layman football fan, which ultimately I am, and you can, you can, you can read Michael Cox or listen to Michael Cox or Jonathan or, or Andy or whoever, and they'll tell you things that you didn't know. But it's not really that often explained why top managers are um, are able to see things that no one else sees and what yeah. they get out of it. And and so I think the reason I bring that up is because it's bracketed up in my second point, the point you made about the pub. It is it is clear to me now at the age I'm at that if you want to get a good performance out of anyone, whether it be football or in your company or when you I don't know when you're a director or whatever, and you've got actors. You need to know the person. Like you need to understand what motivates them and, and yeah. what the type of person they are. And I think that's probably what he's trying to say with that analogy. You need to understand what makes people tick, right? And it's the same for everything. So I imagine that's what he means when he talks about that. And I don't think that's talked about enough either, the human side of, of the fact that we think of people as footballers or yeah. protagonists in a sport that we like and we don't think of them as human beings. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he... Um... It, he he certainly wasn't being frivolous when he talked about learning how to 
learning man management from from pubs because particularly with man united and it's weird to even use this phrase in the context of modern football but they were known as a drinking club like there was a yeah. huge drinking culture around it arsenal had it as well and so like i think leeds possibly might be another one where they were known for like being big drinking squads where they'd go out and get battered after the uh, after games and stuff and he he knew that if they were going to succeed he had to change that and had to root that out and obviously like Arsene Wenger gets kind of you know credited with that a lot as well but like Ferguson was doing this a long long time before that um and he also advised Tony Blair as well about about management and and how you how you manage your team and having there was a famous thing he said to either Alistair Campbell or Tony Blair or both of them which was that as long as you can keep all of your best people in the room at the same time then generally you'll be all right and it's like that is the that uh, that's the sort of level that we're talking about he's advising governments and they're listening so he's yeah done a course probably at, be fun um, he's done a course at Harvard Business School as well right um where he talked about leadership and management and everything um yeah I, I totally agree I think um that that drink they used to May United used to have that Tuesday afternoon club where they'd all go out because it would be their day off and I think I think the the Wenger comparison is valid, but I think Wenger probably, well, almost certainly did a lot more in terms of the holistic approach, in terms of like yeah. nutrition and and the way that players live, rather than just you know grabbing a bottle of beer at their hand and saying stop doing that. Um, yeah, which was kind of the first port of call for, for for Sir Alex, as far as I remember. But but yeah, no, that he's a fascinating man. I think he'd be excellent company. I'd probably spin some jazz as well because I think. Nice. He'd, probably appreciate that and the thing is i don't want to get i don't want to get too bogged down on the music thing I'm, I'm, a, I'm a music fan you know that i know you are as well but i think i think if you're hosting a dinner party i think it's your responsibility to make your guests feel comfortable and yeah. you're inviting them into your home you're putting the night on you know i don't want to be subjecting my guests to the music that i like and trying to convince them that they should also like it what i want to be yes. doing is saying look let's judge personalities and what's going to make it the, the nicest even i think a nice bit of jazz bit of the bill evans trio something like that you know a bit of miles davis maybe stick that on and i think everyone's going to be happy with that when i tell you who the well actually do you know what one of the one of the subsequent guests isn't going to be happy with that but he's not going to be happy with any of it so i'll get on with it <laughs> all right well let's let's move on then let's hear who your second guest is so my second guest is um roy king <laughs> And I understand. I see what I you've done. Heard, it. I haven't actually heard all of these green dinner parties. That doesn't Marcus normally do them, or do you normally do them? You? No, we kind of uh, we we mix, mix it up. up. Yeah, so I haven't heard yeah. all of them, but I'm pretty sure I'm the only person to have invited Roy Keane into their house willingly. But dangerous. It's like a it, vampire. It is you can't get rid of him now. No, it is you've invited him in. But hear me out here, right? So I've had it on fairly good authority that Roy Keane is a good guy. Like he's a good man. And yeah. he, you know, he's a, he's a he's, he expects certain standards of people, and he he wants you to be a solid type and probably quite old fashioned. He probably judges your handshake and all that type of stuff. Mm. But I think that he would be all right. I also think he'd be fascinating. I'd really love to understand what makes him tick and to kind of spend some time talking to him. And he and he would because he's so old fashioned and because he's so you know proper. I think if you invite if you invite him into your home, particularly these days, he's not as quite as off the chain as he used to be. I think, Jim, if you invite him into your home, he's probably going to have some kind of old-fashioned medieval-type breaking bread acceptance kind of rule, where <laughs> you know if you've eaten food on that person's roof, you can't kill them. And so <laughs> I, I feel like he might be on good behaviour. Now I understand immediately you're going to ask me a question about the fact that him and Ferguson hate each other. Yes. 
And you also, yeah, so, but the thing is, <laughs> you also know me as someone who actually likes the right type of confrontation, though. Quite. So, yeah, are you, um, I presume that they're arriving in this order as well. So what, t- take me through what in your head happens when Alex Ferguson sat down already, perhaps with a glass of wine, Roy Keane walks in. Do you think I could have got them both to agree to it if I told them about each other? I don't think you could, actually. No. That, my so initial go. go-to is is no. So there might have had there might have been some subterfuge. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna. Yeah, that's my first problem. I think <laughs> I think I'd, I think I'd have. So I think what I do is I get Roy there first. I give Roy a glass of wine, something he likes. Give him a bit of food, so he has to adhere to the medieval standard of you know yeah. behavior after he's probably. Born. I would argue as well. Get some sort of protective kind of barrier around your island. So you can just go in the <laughs> island if things do kick off. No, because I, you know what? I would probably sacrifice a broken nose if it came in a melee with a 75-year-old Sir Alex Ferguson, a retired, a retired Roy Keane. I just think I'd, I'd probably wear it with quite, quite, quite a lot of pride. So I don't feel mm. like I need to protect myself. I, I, feel, I feel like what I might do is I'd get Keane there first. I'd get him on the old rules. Then I'd get Sir Alex in. And I'd say, listen, guys, look, it's, it's not a business type affair we're not gonna we ain't gonna be doing yeah we ain't talking shop let's just enjoy each other's company we've got some nice food we've got some nice drinks here got some lovely music it's a comfortable environment i've got the temperature just as you like it um you know it's going to be fine and um i hope you know i hope it just comes off i hope hope they just they just get on with it if not i guess i'll just have to see which one leaves first and just hang out with the other one (laughs) yeah sparks are going to fly in one way or another what do you think about Um, these selections jim i think they're really good um, because obviously you're gonna you're gonna have a lot to talk about with both of them if you do want to talk shop in the context of themselves, especially um, because of the generation of football fans we are. You were talking earlier about how Man United seemed to, you know, as a Portsmouth fan, they just they were fascinating because they were so big. I would even argue that that was true for me as well. Even supporting a club that, you know, not always, but a lot of the time were rivals to them. There were times where you would just be like, Jesus Christ, you see what Man United did today? They beat someone nine one or whatever. They were always fascinating, and yeah. I actually think. It goes perhaps under underrated how much of an influence Alex Ferguson is in the Premier League's global don- dominance, because he was, you know, the leader of the of the the biggest kind of ship on that race course. I'm going to say to mix metaphors all <laughs> over the place. Not going anywhere. Um, that ship. Just lean it's into it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think there'd be a lot to talk about. And obviously, you've got that potential simmering tension. You've got to figure out a thing that both... Actually, you haven't got to figure out a thing both of them will like. Because, as you say, that you there's no point second-guessing Roy King Because he'll probably just... No, he's good, but he's, what's going to happen is... I might get away with it because there's no cameras and no media and it's not a kind of event. But if I don't, what's going to happen is Roy Keane's going to say, I'm not going to talk to him until he apologises to me for the way that I was treated when I left Man United. They got the amount of years I spent service at the club wrong. I think they did it on purpose and he needs to apologise. And Alex is probably going to laugh, right? Yeah. And like, chuckle away through it and the whole thing will go to shit. But if not, I think it'll be a fascinating evening, you know. And, and you know, I, I don't necessarily even want to talk that much about football. Like, I, 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 I do like football, obviously, and I, I enjoy talking about it, clearly. But I, I think there's plenty of other things to life and it would be nice to get a little bit of philosophy from them both about how they've gone through their lives. And I do know what I'd also probably do is get a really nice dog in yeah. there. So Keno would be a little bit more relaxed because I know how much he loves a he loves a dog. So there's little little tactics I can do. 
yeah, I think if you if obviously you're kind of inventing the house, how do you feel about an open fire? Big dog yeah, by an open fire? I think so. I think that's going to be a, a key. I think that's going to be a must because I think Roy Keane's definitely a man who respects a fire. Um, yeah. I think yeah, he loved, obviously loves a dog. There's nothing wrong with a You've got to love a big open roaring fire with a dog yeah, on the right th- in front of it. You know, it's going to work well. I think Keane would respect fire, but I think he'd also feel a sort of rivalry with it yeah. as, a, as a separate yeah. elemental force himself. An element, yeah, yeah. He would probably yeah. want to best it in some way, but not quite know how to approach it. Maybe I'll put him in charge of it and just say, by the way, if you want to spend some time with the dog, you can. And what I'd also do to make people relaxed is I'd probably, I'd probably allow the starter to kind of be eating. You know, because you're not really posh dinner parties. It's normally with bigger dinner parties. You get, um, you get like people coming around with canapes and you get like, a, and, and what wealthy people will do, I'm led to believe, um, is they will get people in to actually cook in the house. Yeah. So I, I would like to be involved because I enjoy it. But if, I, if, if this is a dream scenario, then I'll probably have someone to do it for me and help me at least or to show me what to do and to do the hard bits. And I'd have a couple of people passing around canapes and all that type of stuff. So they can at least start the evening sat in an easy chair, kind of relaxing with a glass of wine and have the food brought to them. That might add to the atmosphere as well. Yeah, that's nice. So before we get on to what that food is going to be, um, you've got one more guest. And, and what type of hand grenade are you rolling into this already potentially volatile situation? Um, Diego Maradona. <laughs> which i know is a low percentage move yeah but you know but i think if, if, if i can get if i can get an on form not massively fat and jaded by life and a loose cannon version with the air rifle maradona yeah. and more the you know he's achieved quite a lot already but he's still in good shape and Still has an he, appetite, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, he isn't mental. I think it'll be amazing, and also we're assuming a universal language, I, I presume. So it, it's yeah. not going to need to be a translation or anything. So that's fine. So, um, and I also need to, <laughs> I need to put this. I don't want to put too far a point on this, but at some point, Sir Alex is going to want to go home because he's old. Yeah, and at some point, Roy Keane is going to have either nodded off or got angry and left, and it's just going to yeah. be me and one other person. And that's when the music changes. That's when we have. A, that's when we start to have some fun. And, that's a danger uh, zone, though. That's you up for three or four days, isn't it? What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> what's your point? <laughs> do you know how much I've got to do day to day these days? It'd be great to have three or four days off of El Diego. Yeah. So I think I think you would be. And also, joking aside, this is probably speaks to my um, my desire and passion about. You know, about, about other human beings really and I know I'm not saying I would ever be able to but it would be fucking cool to at least try and get into the inside the mind of Maradona to see what makes him tick a little bit even if you could just get a little kind of uh, pointer to, to how he views the world and what his life's like and how he yeah. does what he does it would just be fascinating to me I mean I'm always fascinated with the the kind of process and the human side of, of, of high achievement and so um, it would be good to it would be good to, 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 to try and do that and if not we just have a fucking banging party that works for me absolutely I think the thing with Maradona as well is obviously you know, we all react to the environment around us and how people react to us and what we perceive our place in the world uh, and the hierarchy of the people that we know to be um, but Maradona 
as much as any human being that's that's lived in the modern age was genuinely deified. Yeah, like, I can't really think of anyone else who's been put apart from like you know L. Ron Hubbard types who put themselves there. There's, who I know there's, you're obsessed with. Yeah, obsessed by, I would say. Um, yeah. it, it, that's got to do something to your mentality, right? If there's a church based on you, and 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 there's this constant idea that you are that, that you are unique in the human race, that's that's got to make for a fascinating personality. I'd love I, to I totally kind agree of get that. inside that. I totally get that, and I think it's not talked about enough. Like, I mean, we don't listen. I'm, I, I think you know, people ultimately need to take personal responsibility, right, for what they do. If they're adults and they, you know, they, they're you know, possession of you know, sound mind and body, as they say, um, they need to take um, need to take responsibility for their actions, right? I get that, but we also have to have a good amount of empathy as a society, where we say, you know, clearly, Diego Maradona is not going to behave in the way that you or I are going to behave because his experiences are completely different. So, hmm. how can we? at least go halfway towards not excusing that, but understanding it. And that's a big reason why I think Diego was the man he was, obviously, because his experiences are completely different. I mean, the way he would view the world and experience the world would be, it's not an exaggeration to say, it would be like a different planet to you and I. Yeah. My dad once told me when I was a kid that like, um, you know, that um, Prince Charles thinks he's the funniest bloke in the world. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He said, well, because every single person he speaks to, he doesn't know, will nervously laugh at anything he says. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's just a way of sort of explaining that, you know, people's experiences are different, right? If, if that's his only, I mean, clearly he doesn't think he's the funniest man in the world. It's a metaphor, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. if, if that's the way everyone reacts to you all the time, you maybe you can be forgiven for thinking you're really funny because everyone laughs at everything you say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, you've got three huge characters there. It's a, big, you... it's a big ask, isn't it? It's not going to be it a night is. I'm going to forget, I don't think. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fantastic. But there is a, there's a lot of detail to get right to really get the best out of it. And obviously, the, yeah. the big thing there is the food. So I don't, I've had a little look at what, what these people like to eat. Um, the thing that stood out to me most was actually a story about Roy Keane um, trying to convince Mido to join Sunderland. And to do that, he took him to Pizza Express and right. Mido said that he barely said a word. So there must have been diners on nearby <laughs> tables watching that unfold. And what I would give to have experienced oh, that mate. myself. Like, what an intense experience. <laughs> I know, right? Just, I mean, fucking hell. I mean, it's partly, I mean, you, got, you can't just take someone to pe- Listen, I, I, I feel like um, I'm going to have to include a bit, a good, good amount of meat, right? I think Roy yeah. Keane's probably a meat man. Sir Alex Ferguson loves his red wine, so I think we're probably looking at some red meat. I'd probably go down the road of like a really nice beef Wellington or something. Of yeah. course, as we know, the South Americans love their uh, love their steak as well and love their beef, so that's probably going to go down well. Um, yeah. Starters, I haven't really thought about the starters that much. I think I think what corn sandwiches. Yeah, that would be a nice little touch just to see what just to see what mood Roy's in. If he has a little <laughs> chuckle at that, we're all right, right? Yeah. That's a very low percentage play, though, Jim. That's all or nothing, that. Um, you might have to disguise it in some way. You know, call it something else and maybe have it in a Oh, no, you don't something. want to disguise it because if he notices that you've disguised it, you are True. dead. He'd be stuck talking about my moral fibre, wouldn't he? He would, yeah. Yeah. So, I, 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 yeah, maybe the starter's going to be, yeah, maybe the starter's going to be something a little bit... Because the problem, I've, the problem I've got with the starter is that... So Alex Ferguson likes the finer things in life, I'm more certain of that. Diego Maradona's going to have tried everything, you know, quite literally. 
but at the same time, Roy's probably doesn't want something too fancy or too kind of pretentious. Yeah. So he'd be like, "What are, what are you doing that for? What's wrong? Mm. What's wrong with a what's wrong with a you know a prawn cocktail? You know." <laughs> and so uh, it's a difficult one as the starter. I might that's why I think I might do the canapé option because it gives people a chance to choose the stuff they like. Yeah. And then and yeah, and you. Then, I was just going to say, then for dessert, I mean, you've got a lot of different classic Argentinian desserts you could try, like choco torta or dolce de leche or that that kind of stuff that the Argentinians love, um, that Diego would enjoy. But let's be honest, I think Diego probably might skip the dessert. Yeah, I mean, he'll be having a dessert, but it won't be a, it won't be a sweet a sweet yeah. fucking pudding. He'll have been off to the toilet a few more times than seems normal, and then he won't have an appetite mysteriously <laughs> at some point. I'd have prepared the uh, I'd have prepared the facilities for him. I mean, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't stand in between a man, a man and his passions. I don't think. Indeed, uh, but, but the centerpiece is going to be a gigantic beef Wellington. Yeah, I think you've got him covered there, haven't you? So for the for the dessert, I mean, would you be tempted by a cheese board? I think that might be a safe. Yeah, a safe bet. But I think Roy would think that desserts that aren't sweet are pretentious. Right. You can I can't imagine way. him having a sweet French... tooth though. Yeah, true. I think, but I think the French isn't the French way is they go cheese and then dessert. So you could do that. Yeah, it could. Yeah, I'm just thinking back to the football ramble Christmas dinners we've had, which which is dessert then cheese board, and then, <laughs> then sweating. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I, I think at some point, Jim, I'm going to end up with all the different characters I've got. I think I'm going to lose it at some point and just end up screaming, "All of this is optional. If you don't want it, don't eat it." <laughs> Yeah. That's what I end up doing. Like my mum, my mum would say when I was a kid, "If you don't want it, don't eat it." But there's nothing else. Yeah. God. Do I have to do entertainment like a come dine with me type thing? Y- you can, if if that's the sort of thing you would do otherwise. Um, but other, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, it, the point of uh, of your your dinner party here has been conversationalism, right? So, yeah, you know, you, you don't so. need to play Twister for the sake of it. Yeah, and I think the reason the reason so so I did think with the Keenan Ferguson thing initially, I thought, oh well, I need to bring someone in who's a bit neutral to kind of balance it out. But <laughs> every neutral person I thought of was just really dull by definition. Yeah, I did. I did. I did kind of go think over Fizzer. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was no way I was going to invite Fizzer or Michael Owen. I did think about Peter Crouch because I thought if, if these two have a fucking fight, at least it'll be all right to hang out with Peter Crouch for a bit. Yeah, but I kind of feel like I know everything I'm ever going to know about Peter Crouch. He's probably a good bloke. He's quite funny. He's out there, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he is. He's knowable. Yeah. Whereas Diego what would you, what would you be unknowable. if you weren't a footballer, Peter? A virgin. A virgin. Huh? Exactly. We all yeah, laughed exactly. as if we'd never yeah. heard it before. So I'm going to do. I'm going to do. I'm going to stick with that. I know it's a low percentage play. I know it's very, very high risk. Um, but if the conversation does miraculously get flowing, I think you've got two big enough characters in Ferguson and, and Keane there, where you're not just going to end up talking about how great Diego is. Yeah. You know? No, that's fair. So just to clarify. And to, to perhaps wrap up, you've you've gone for canapes to start. You've gone the, the huge centerpiece beef Wellington as yeah. the um, the main. And did you settle on a dessert? So the beef Wellington. Um, basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get Roy Keane and Sir Alex Ferguson to nibble each end and then meet in the middle like Lady of the Tramp. <laughs> and then it'll be everything will be all right. <laughs> right uh, for a dessert, I'm going to go for an Argentinian traditional Argentinian selection of desserts because I think Diego would really appreciate it, uh, the gesture. I don't think Roy or Salix would be dessert types. I think, as you've rightly pointed out, they'd be on the port, on the cheese, and that'll be there as well. Yeah. So um, I think I've kind of covered all bases with that. Nice. 
Cool. Well, um, thank you very much for uh, letting me um, be a fly on the wall of your, of your Would you dream like to be there, party, Jim? Luke. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Uh, you're not going to turn down a lineup like that. And oh, yeah. frankly, a meal like that is what it sounds delightful. And your kitchen yeah. sounds great too, especially Thanks, as you yeah. can just add stuff to it when you think of it. Um, will, you help, will you help me clean it after? Uh, the dog will do that in this fantasy. <laughs> oh yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for joining me, Luke. Uh, you guys as well on on OnlyFans. Thanks for listening in, and uh, we'll <laughs> see you soon. Cheers. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creator Network.